Victoria and I'm Lexi and welcome to Entry Level, the podcast for people figuring it out. If this happens to be your first episode with us, one, welcome, but two, go ahead and check out our trailer so you can learn a little bit more about who we are and why we started this all. In episode four, we caught up on how we've been feeling the past few weeks and how we deal with bad days. However, this happens to be a very special episode, episode number five, and we have our first guest, Trey Ross. Yes, so as you can hear, we're making we're making lots of progress, lots of moves. Yeah. We have guests, people want to converse with us, made it to episode five, quite the milestone. We kind of have an office space now. Okay, yeah, not owned, not but rented. Owned, rented. Um, but we're here, and we made it. But back to our very special guest, Trey Ross. Um, he is a very dear friend of Victoria and I's. Uh, we met him through the Dallas fitness industry. And fun fact, by the time this episode is up, he'll officially be a certified trainer. Yay. Clap, clap. Woo, woo. Um, so go ahead and check him out at Travel Ross on Instagram. Uh, when he hops on the mic, he'll give you a full spelling. We'll go spelling bee mode and you'll know exactly how to find him. Like I said, currently he is in the fitness industry, but he was not always here. And that's something that we really kind of wanted to explore in this episode. Um, Victoria and I talk a lot about where we are in our careers, kind of what our transition was like from school to that, um, and we've really only been in this one career so far, granted still very early in our career, early 20s, um, but Trey has navigated through multiple things and is really a testament to being comfortable with the unknown. So with that being said, Trey, welcome and go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah. This is so exciting. So yeah, my name is Travel Ross, better known <laughs> as Trey, or the Trey, let's about that, that sounds better. I see the coma, the office is lit. Yeah, yeah. Um, y'all have never seen the behind the scenes, and trust me, you don't want to, but today it looks kind of nice. Yeah, so <laughs> as we said in the last episode, we were in my closet, so this is definitely a good change of scenery for sure. Mm-hmm. I know it's like VIP mode in here. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me. Only the best for the best. So Trey, um, talk us through kind of what you do now, but also what you like first did when you came out of school and how that is different now. Okay, let's see. So now I do personal and group fitness training here mm-hmm. in Dallas, Texas. I actually, I wouldn't say just started, but I'm just getting my feet wet in this industry. Um, so please look me up, hit me up, Travel Ross. Um, we'll spill it and get to that later, I guess you could say. Um, but I actually started uh, fresh out of high school as a paramedic. Uh, it was my dream job. Um, went straight into paramedic school and or a paramedic program, finished it year and a half, two years out of high school, did that for a little bit to, I guess, some unforeseen circumstances, kind of changed uh, my job or field of work, mm-hmm. transitioned from there into education. My grandmother, who raised me, was a school teacher. Um, so it was always a part of my life. So I said, hey, let's try this out. So transitions into that after doing that for the past five years. I kind of got bored with sitting at a desk. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that I was using my brain in a way that satisfied me. So I was like, hmm, I want to try something different. I always like fitness. I always worked out. One of the transitions that got me out of being a paramedic was I had an aunt that was obese. Mm -hmm. She had a heart attack and passed away. Um, So I had vowed that I would always stay fit from then on. But I was like, hey, let's transition into this and not only just do it for myself, but do it for others. So from education, um, just 
last year, the snowstorm, uh, Alaska, uh, that hit last year, I actually transitioned straight into this field. And here I am now with these beautiful ladies. <laughs> That's really interesting to hear. I think my main question is, was it always that you were going to become a paramedic whenever yeah. you graduated high school? Was that always your first thought? Or how did you get from high school to like, I want to go and be a paramedic? Oh my God. So my whole life, I wanted to be a flight medic. Um, wanted to be a paramedic, wanted to be a flight medic. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. Can we define flight medic? Okay, so... Do you, do you fly? Um, well, so you have to be trained and um, you have to be you have to be like a paramedic you have to be a registered nurse and then you have to be trained to fly the helicopters and or just do it in in general people Um, people think about their driver's license you thinking about your helicopter license (laughs) i wanted to be like part of the coast guard uh i was an adrenaline junkie so i knew i wanted to be a paramedic and i knew i either wanted to be part of the coast guard a part of the army or just something Mm -hmm. in general um, so my parents would let me go to the army fresh out of high school. So I was like, well, I'm gonna figure it out some kind of way. So I went into my paramedic program. So yes, wanted to, wanted to do that my whole childhood. Um, so I was headstrong about it right out of high school, um, took classes my 12th grade year to be able to get into this paramedic program in my hometown, uh, was the youngest kid in it. Um, I was 17. Um, in my paramedic program, finished it within a year and a half, and yeah, just did it. Yeah, I think my other follow-up question to that is, you said that you were in education in the past, like, two years. How did COVID kind of affect your outlook on your career in education with the pandemic and the way that, like, school had shaped all of that? Is that something that, like, affected the way that you, like, wanted to kind of make a change and, like, transition into a new career or was that not part of it whatsoever first off shout out to the teachers that Mm -hmm. are still even in the field right now I don't know how y'all still get up and do it um, other than the love and passion for it Um, yes um, COVID changed everything Uh, it was kind of different I transitioned I guess the common denominator between all three of my fields is like service Mm -hmm. um, paramedic to education to group fitness or training Um, I liked to interact with people um, or to just be in there with people Um, so when COVID hit it kind of transitioned into like a stay away Um, it was like a stay in your office Uh, I transitioned from teaching to administrative assistant work so um, I, I, I like to say administrative assistant instead of secretary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and hype it up. <laughs> but uh, I transitioned into that. So it was more so just sitting in my office all day and not seeing anyone. And that got very depressing. Yeah, I know you're uh, an outgoing person. And I'm, yeah, I'm a very, like, I have to, like, be out. And um, I, deal, I dealt with a lot of mental things when I was younger. Um, so sitting in the office all day just depressed me. Yeah. Um, so I didn't like that it reminded me of um, the person that I had worked hard to not get away from, but um, yeah, the person I had worked hard to get away from. Yeah. Um, so once that started, I was like, okay, I've 
I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Um, so I was like, nope, this is done. Yeah. And then <laughs> other than your family member who, like, who was sick, like, what is it about fitness that, like, stood out to you that was like, I'm going to make a career out of this and I'm going to dedicate my life to this? Just being, like you said, I love to interact with people. I like being fit. Of course, everybody wants to look good, but not only looking good, I want to feel good as well. It's kind of weird in going to school in an early age to be a paramedic i learned kind of like how certain things affect your body so i'm kind of educated in a way of a standpoint of um, a nursing kind of standpoint and then um, to have a love for fitness it kind of gives me a okay this is what my muscles can do for me yeah, as well yeah. so to bring it full circle i think that's where my love for it came from yeah. and then also just to just to see people on their journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I've been on a, a long journey. So to see people like start a journey and then have watched them transition through it um, means a lot to me as well. Yeah, I think that that's really like an interesting take. I know that to be in that field, it's you kind of have to be like a certain type of person. And I know that the field of fitness is very different from a traditional standpoint. So whereas like me and Lexi type work in a typical like corporate space and we would find a job in the sense of like okay I got a degree in marketing or advertising so the next thing for me to do is to go on LinkedIn like find a job posting interview for this job how is that different I guess in the fitness industry is it similar like do you have to know people I guess like how did you kind of insert yourself into the fitness space so I would say the Dallas um, the Dallas fitness industry is very who knows who. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, very who knows who. So with that, I think that it's about who you know, but also um, it's about your talent and your determination and your drive. Um, coming into this industry, I had no background in fitness outside of working out and a passion for it. But I'm one of those type of people that I will not let no door be closed mm-hmm. um, in front of me. Um, so when I had the opportunity to step into training and, and things like that, I studied, I trained, I did what I had to do on my end. Um, so once I had the opportunity, I was I was ready. Yeah. Um, so with I think and I think it's the same for going to school. Shout out to the college dropouts. Uh, <laughs> I'm one of them. Um, but I think it's the same with going to going to school and getting an education. You go to school. You you learn. You put in that that work. You you teach yourself that work ethic. So then once it is time to get that interview and step into that that place you're 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 ready um so i think that's the difference um i just was determined okay trey so you've kind of walked us through the high level overview right of service as kind of being the common thread between all of these industries you seem very in tune with your emotions and you know yourself very well to know when a position is no longer serving you and kind of when it's time to move on to something else I think there have been moments where I've felt that way, but I tend to really get paralyzed by the fear of not knowing how I'm going to adjust to a new situation. Um, and so I would be really curious to hear from your perspective too. Okay, you, 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 know, you tried out the paramedic thing for a little bit. It wasn't for you. When you kind of figured that out, what did those next steps look like practically um, in terms of transitioning to something else? Did you, did you find that you had to save up a lot of money prior? Did you 
do a lot of research or are you able to just kind of go with how you're feeling in that moment? Um, let's see. I wouldn't say be like me, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm more of a, as I've gotten older, I keep saying as I've gotten older, I'm only oh, 29. Oh, wait, also, okay, I was going to ask, yeah, I was going to say, like, put it in perspective, um, young I'm, man. I'm only uh, 29, been out of high school, going on 11 years. I find it that I just, when I'm ready to, like, do something different, I just do it. Now, you, we all know, like, we feel like, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. But sometimes, like, you have to think like is this a, a right decision yeah i feel like uh, i get so i get so i get so stuck mm-hmm. i get so stuck at that point well let's start here i have a strong christian background uh from the bible belt but uh so i always lead with my faith uh, my grandmother instilled that deep in me so that tells you a lot first mm-hmm. um and then with that um, sometimes, like, you just have to, like, jump into it. Um, and I think that that's, like, I think where me and Lexi are, like, we're just not those type of people. We're such planners and, yeah. like, analytical and always weighing, like, a pros and a cons and what's the safe thing, what's the safest option to do because sometimes the risk cannot be worth the reward. And see, I, I, that's the, I always ask myself, is the juice worth the squeeze? Mm-hmm. So pretty much the same thing that you yeah. just said. Um, and then sometimes, like... Sometimes, like, when you're stuck in a job or when you're stuck in something, like, is that even worth it? Like, I'm sitting here and I'm, like, beating myself up every day. Um, I remember working in education. um, I would come to work every day and, like, I'm determined to get things done. Mm -hmm. And I'm determined to, like, have a work ethic that shows. So uh, being so determined to to get things done and then you're working in a place where it, it doesn't even go over Nobody even sees it. They just see you turning in your work and yeah. going on to the next thing that needs to be done. Um, that didn't that didn't feed the person within that just like, man, I'm just doing all of this and I'm not really getting anything out of it. Yeah. Um, so once I feel like that or once I felt like that, I'm like, OK, what do I want to do next? But sometimes you don't even know what you want to do next. Exactly. Uh, so that comes in where you have to or where I found that faith help lead me into what my next step would be yeah so that's I think that's what's my decision or the final factor that makes me like want to change a transition is when I when I feel like I'm not using my God-given talents in a way that serves me or serves my purpose what has your what has your support looked like from a, a worldly perspective, right? So, like, do you have, other than, I guess, through prayer, you know, speaking yeah. with God and stuff, mm-hmm. like, do you have family members that you always go to? Do you have friends no. that you always run these things by? Like, yeah. Uh, I actually just, I have, like, I have family, of course, my shout out to my support system. Um, I have my older brother who has always been one of my strongest role models. Um, I actually used to like look at him like he was my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I've actually been trying to work through just recently as transitioning into uh, feeling a little more older. When You know when you get to the point where you feel grown? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <a little> <laughs> I'm, I'm at my point now where I'm like grown. Um, so I no longer look at him as like a dad. Um, I look at him like my brother, but I have my older brother. So just just recently within transition, and um, I'm from like a country town, and I'm a very standoffish person. Yeehaw. Um, so I never, 
I never was really good with like letting people close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like within the past year, I have like met new friends like you guys um, that I like feed into and listen to y'all and talk with y'all. Um, I met uh, a good mentor that's very close to me right now um, that I speak with every day. Also with my support, my grandmother is is and was a stronghold within what I did in life in general. Uh, she just recently passed away. So that also has turned into another, uh, I wouldn't say thing that is supporting me, but it's supporting me right now and pushing me um, to make smart decisions and decisions that I think she would be pleased with yeah. um, and things like that. So uh, support-wise, I have my, my family, mentors, my faith, yeah. and me. Sometimes, yeah. you, sometimes you have to push yourself and, and support yourself and, and know that you all you got in this game. Yeah. What does that look like to you? Because sometimes for me, I can, it can be really hard for me to like encourage myself whenever I have like these goals and ambitions and dreams. I think I can get like so down and out about like the actual like realistic mm. what's going on in my life. So yeah. like for instance, let's say you were like still back and doing education at the time, like what did encouraging yourself look like to be like, actually no, I'm passionate about fitness and I know that I'm gonna be able to succeed in fitness even though I don't necessarily know the right people, I don't mm-hmm. know the next steps, I don't know what I'm supposed to do to be to be good yeah. at this, mm-hmm. but I know that it's what I I'm supposed to be doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's start with, um, okay, so like like we talked about, I was a paramedic. Mm-hmm. What got me out of that field is uh, I was out one night having fun with friends. I was young, I think 19, close to 20. Um, had a good job, all that good stuff. Uh, out with friends, chilling, and something kept telling me to go home. Um, did not want to listen to it. Did not listen. So finally when I did go home, uh, like I said, my aunt had a heart attack. After that, I kind of just like gave up on everything. Yeah. Um, and I mean gave up on everything. So through therapy, I learned to take it day by day. As At one point, I had to take it like 30 minutes by 30 minutes, yeah. to be honest. But um, I would take it day by day and just encourage myself to like find what it was that day that I needed to get out of it and to be happy in that. Um, So once I got over, like, okay, like, push myself through the days, uh, then it it led into, okay, I made it through today. What can I encourage or push myself into getting out of this week? So then that literally snowballed into, okay, I didn't got this job or I've gotten a new job. I wonder what I can do every day within this job to not only like just get a paycheck, yeah. but to to build from it. Start at this point. I I literally actually when I come into a workplace or when I come into something, I look and I say, Okay, you do that, you do this, mm-hmm. but who does the most important thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um and then once I find it I figure out what are the steps that I have to do to get myself to that. Yeah. Um, so that's like, I guess I play a game with myself. Like, mm-hmm. what, what can you do today? Or like, how can you do this today to to get to the next point? And then that's how I find motivation to continue to go to the same thing every day. Um, and then 
once you work your way up, you like, oh, you 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 like, oh my God, look what I did. <laughs> yeah. I think that's good. I think I took multiple things out of that. The first one is like obviously like the most the freshest in my brain of like flipping circumstances that like aren't the best situation so we just talked about that in the last episode but I think that that is like still a testament to what we were talking about in the sense of like reframing not necessarily bad things that happen to you but like using that as motivation Mm -hmm. to like make different changes in your life so I think that that's interesting but then also just seeing how you took that from 30 minutes to days to weeks Mm -hmm. to eventually like how can I use this to propel myself in a career to an aspirational like position? I think that that's also interesting too. It gets sucky though, because like right now, I'm like six months is only a snap away. Yeah. So I'm always thinking of like what's next, like what I'm gonna do next, what I'm gonna do next. So yeah. it's kind of like a double edged sword now, but I love it. It's true. <laughs> I feel like ambition can be like a double edged sword mm-hmm. sometimes, and. I feel like I've talked about this all the time, but, like, especially in school, like, just in the sense of just, like, okay, I used to always be the person who's, like, okay, I'm going to have this internship. What is that going to lead into? Is that going to lead to my next job? And now I feel like I'm on the opposite side of that in the sense of, like, okay, well, I don't know what's next. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm trying to learn to be okay with not knowing what's next Mm -hmm. because as someone who was super, like, I planned a lot, I was organized, and I always wanted to know what the next thing was. It's just very hard for me being in that uncomfortable space of not knowing what the next step is I feel like so it's interesting that you took it and you were like you kind of do the opposite it's like like, okay I don't know what's next but like let me find something Mm -hmm. and be like what are the tactical things to do Mm -hmm. that to achieve that I will also add yeah I, I like that approach because sometimes I think it can just be so intimidating and I think when you hear about you know, planning out your career, planning out your life, a lot of times it's framed in like, oh, what's your one-year plan? Yeah. What's your five-year plan? What's mm-hmm. your ten-year? And like, that's, that's, that's a lot. That's like very intimidating. Um, and so I think, you know, kind of taking this approach of like really like dicing it up into small pieces when mm-hmm. you feel comfortable with that, kind of um, accelerating your plan from there, not only in a career aspect, but I feel like in, in so many aspects of your life. Trey, have you, you sound extremely motivated have there been points where you have not been? I know you kind of shared the insight about um, hearing the bad news about your aunt, unfortunately, but throughout this, what, let's say 10-year span, I guess Mm -hmm. from like 19 to 29, Mm -hmm. um, did you ever go through periods where you kind of second-guessed yourself or took a couple steps back? Or do you think kind of adopting this mindset has really just had you on the up and up? Um, Every day. (laughs) Um, Every single day. But uh, to be honest with you, we all like doubt ourselves. We all have pity parties we all have our moments where we just don't don't feel it um so yes i i, I go through it every day um, i used to deal with uh depression mm-hmm. i don't want to say be very depressed um but one thing that therapy taught me one of uh, feelings are just supposed to be felt not acted on mm-hmm. um so uh, let's start with that. When I feel like I'm not capable or when I feel like I'm not able or feel like I'm not qualified, um, I just feel it and going by my business uh, because, like I told you, I don't like any door to be closed in front of me. Um, so with that comes in my work ethic. Um, just because I'm not most qualified don't mean that I won't outwork you. Or <laughs> <laughs> just because I'm not... I don't feel like I'm ready doesn't mean I'm not determined mm-hmm. to be ready. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I always have to switch the way that I uh, talk to myself. And it's so funny because in education, I learned this. Um, it's, it's the way that you talk to yourself. You can tell a child you're having a bad day or you can tell a child they're having a hard time getting their day started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just the way that you, you look at it. Um, so when coming into any job, I'm like, I'm not qualified. That can be, you can look at it negative or you can tell yourself, what do I need to do to be qualified? Yeah. And then that turns into the, here. okay, you just gave me something to do. Or you just gave me something to work it, and then I turn on, mm-hmm. and I like be like, okay, okay, you just gave me a go, I got you. And yeah, that's how it all starts. What what's what's up next for you? What do you think? Mm-hmm. I know right now we're sitting at certified personal trainer, leading group fitness classes. I was thinking about that the other day. Um, I was telling myself, um, I know everyone doesn't talk to the their self like this, but I think you should. Um, I was literally sitting at the house, and I was like. Trey, like, what's next? Like, yeah. like you can't get comfortable um, because I think once you get comfortable with stuff, then everything slows down. Um, and I don't like to slow down. So outside of taking over Dallas, Texas <laughs> fitness industry, um, just pushing myself to achieve goals that I didn't even know were achievable. I was in church the other day and a lady said, what you see as miracles is just scratching the surface to me. Um, And they really stuck out to me because, like, it goes back to self-talk or not feeling like you're capable or things like that. What sometimes we see is just the limit is just sometimes surface level of where we are or what's next for us. So just not limiting myself, just pushing myself to continue to press forward spreading my light spreading my joy um just being a good person and i think when you give out good energies like that only thing that could come from it is the best the bible say that you bear the fruits of your labor i always put a spin on something i as a kid i thought that was cool because not only are the fruits of your labor the money that you make, but the yeah. fruits of your labor or the interactions that you make, the smiles that you put on people's faces, mm-hmm. the joy that you put into people's life, I think that's bearing fruit as well. So just continue to do that as well. That's good. I can tell. It's bringing it back to the service. You know, it's always about, like, you've made so many points about not only what things have done for you or goals you have for yourself, but just how that affects other people. Um, and I think, like you said, too, like that in itself is is motivation of its own. Um, and this something exciting to keep in, on top of your mind of like, who am I going to meet? Like, who else can I touch? And um, that's super motivating, too, I think. Y'all, um, I'm 29, but I had this goal for myself, like by 25, I was going to have X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I was going to be a paramedic. I knew that I would be on my way to be a flight medic like I knew this stuff and you could not tell me that it was not going to happen Mm -hmm. it was planned out it was thought out this not was no guessing game Um, so I knew what I was going to do so when it didn't happen that kind of threw me off like oh wow like life happens like mm-hmm. stuff doesn't always just happen how you planned it exactly. out you can only um, yeah you can only do so much yeah like you can like only but 
things change. I know people say shit happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when that happened, it took me a while to rewire or renavigate because I came from a household where like I want I don't want to say everything was handed to me, but I was blessed enough to not have to really ask for much or yeah. not. I had everything I needed. I just wanted things, and, yeah. and the things mm-hmm. I wanted. I sometimes got as well. Yeah. Um, so I had it planned out. So when it didn't happen, I had to re-figure out what I was supposed to do or how to navigate yeah. this new life that I didn't know anything about. Yeah. Um, so that's what brought in this new determination or this new drive, this new... I had to figure out the new me, not the 18-year-old me. Yeah. And I think that that's like most of what I was getting at is like, just how different like your like what your 29 year old self like thinks about the fact of like where your 18 year old self thought that you would be by mm-hmm. now I don't know like you can have these thoughts of how like your mm-hmm. career or how your life is supposed to be planned out I think sometimes when you see like these setbacks and these like roadblocks as like failure for example I thought I was I wanted to be a flight medic and then that didn't happen so you some people would see that as like a failure and like kind of go into this dark hole of like how they didn't do things right but I think that you kind of saw that not necessarily like not working out but like you found what you were supposed to do in your passion Mm -hmm. from those multiple Mm -hmm. like different careers that I guess didn't necessarily fit to the way that you wanted them and it's it's crazy that you said that because also maybe it's our generation or our age or whatever you want to blame it on I also like found that like who finna sit here and retire from a job that I worked <laughs> 50 years yeah. and now Ooh. my back hurt? And, yeah. you know, so I think that also, um, y'all don't be like me, but um, it also brought in, like, I can do a lot of stuff with this yeah. life. Yeah. Like, I can do this for a couple of years and I can do that for a couple of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Lexi, you asked me what's next. I was laughing the other day. I was like, well, Trey, you going into your 30s. I don't think you can retire from being like <laughs> a personal trainer, um, but I do have time to go back to school and yeah. live out that dream of being a flight medic. Now yeah. that I'm older, I understand the worth of a dollar. I yeah. understand my time, yeah. what an education could do for me, mm-hmm. and things like that. So you have uh, like this is this is your life, yeah. or this is our life, um, and there's not really rules. Correct. Uh, to it, um, I know our parents lived a certain way and they raised us the best that they could. Yeah. But those rules don't apply anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, mom, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, but it just it's not the same anymore. So you could be doing this one day and doing something else the next day, and as long as you're happy in it, it's good. Yeah, I think that's super important. Like you're not stuck in one role in one position your entire life like you can hop around you can explore your passions Mm -hmm. and it's okay but like not not staying in one place I guess is like my main takeaway from what you've been saying from this it's just like it's okay to just like see what you want to do experiment and then go from there I feel like Yeah, I think a lot of kind of back to Trey's uh, terminology of like our generation or, or people our age I think there's so much pressure on always like trying to analyze whether or not you made the right decision. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of that starts, I'll say, you know, from Victoria and I's perspective, a little bit different from Trey's in the sense of, like, we did complete a four-year degree. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's so much pressure. Like, you did all this work, and, like, now for what? And so I think it's important to try to adopt the mindset. So not only adopt it, but really feel it out all the way that, like, it's okay. And I think we're, we're... 
pressure to make these decisions so young. Oh, yeah. you're 18, you're out of school, what yes. do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, shit, like, uh-huh. I don't know. Like, yeah. everything I've done up until this point is because I had to, because uh-huh. my parents said her, because yeah. my, to get a high school diploma, I needed to take X, Y, and Z classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think really kind of when you put it in that perspective, too, of like, even from Victoria's side, kind of making the comparison of, oh, well, who is Triad at 19 versus 29? Like, mm-hmm. where did you go? We're asked to make these decisions so young. Um, but I think it really does put it into perspective of, like, how much more life we have to live, how many things, yeah. like, we haven't learned about ourselves, mm-hmm. whether they're passions that we might have that we don't know, or mm-hmm. new jobs and careers are coming up every day. You know, like, the world is constantly mm-hmm. evolving, and so I think we need to make sure that we're evolving with it, um, even though that's really, really scary to think about. And I know this may sound weird, probably very prolific, but I didn't even like myself until I was, like, 27. Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> what I'm hearing a lot, you think you know like who you are in your early 20s but you really don't no like like, i've actually heard that like year 23 is very like formative and you like go through a lot of self-discovery i got like four months left oh i feel like (laughs) i've only been in it for like maybe six months now but i feel like i've gone through a lot of self-discovery and reflection this year and i'm like i'm a really year 25 uh and i'm probably just dramatic shout out to my leos um but year 25 was just dramatic that's what i also heard was 25 i don't know i was like because i just knew that i was gonna have certain stuff together and i don't know what 25 year old me was supposed to be doing um but when i hit it i was like okay now you got much longer in this game like (laughs) as if i'm gonna hit out right now um but it's so weird because now that this is the last few months for my 20s in general. Um, I'm so excited because I finally figured out how to talk to myself. Yeah. Yeah. I figured out how to push myself. I've kind of figured out like what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into these next years, I kind of feel like I know me. Mm-hmm. So now that I know me, I know what direction I want to go in. Yeah. And there's nothing that... To double back to y'all's last uh, podcast, that in a relationship, um, once you know who you are, mm. no one can say or bring you down, or it's nothing that. So outside of that, navigating through the world, yeah, um, there's nothing no one can say to me, yeah, about me. Um, I know who I am. I know what drives me, what pushes me. So that's what gives me my confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still learning myself, but I know that when I walk into a room, you're getting the authentic me. Um, and then you just have to deal with that. But I'm going to navigate in this room the way that I want to and what's best for me. Yeah, that's good. That was good. I appreciate the prolificness. Yeah. I have to say. Well, that goes back to how I was raised. Yeah. Um, one of my strongest or proudest things is I'm a black man. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always want to make sure that people see a strong black man, and whatever that may be for anybody. But yeah. just, a, you know, he knows what he wants and he's not going to stop until he gets it. Yeah. Please move. <laughs> well, thank you, Trey, for talking us through really like just being comfortable with the unknown in general and knowing that life is not like linear, I guess. Uh, there's all these roadblocks in life and not to see them as setbacks, but like kind of yeah, the seeing studio. these <laughs> these roadblocks in your life, not as setbacks, but like as propelling you 
to where you're actually supposed to be to find out those passions and see kind of like where your next steps are and knowing that you're not stuck to one thing in life. But you never want to take steps backwards. Yeah. So in everything that I do, I always remind myself, is your next step going to traject you forward or take you backwards? And if it's taking me backwards, it scares me. (laughs) So I don't want to live in fear. So I make sure that I do anything that I possibly can to go opposite direction of it. So I'll go Victoria and just say thank you so much for your time that you put into this with us. And as I kind of sit here and think about how the conversation went, because yeah, we had an outline, but you know, you know, conversation will take yeah. you anywhere. Um, I think kind of a lot of the things that we hit on today are really kind of the epitome of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we call it entry level. Our whole thought process behind that is like, no matter where your life, you are going to be starting new things. You're going to kind of be starting from the bottom again, not necessarily in a bad way, but mm-hmm. just oh, I'm a paramedic, oh, okay, now I'm a administrative assistant, oh, now I'm a fitness instructor, you know, so <laughs> kind of starting over, um, and so I really just appreciate you being vulnerable and, like, sharing your insights and giving lots of good takeaways for us and anybody else who's listening that's just kind of like, shit, well, what's next? <laughs> um, Who knows? <laughs> yeah, literally. So, yeah, so thanks again. Trey, can you tell us your social media handle? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, spell it out, spell it out. Uh, Travel Ross, T-R-A-V-E-L-L-E. R-O-S-S. You can find me on Instagram and I'm trying to learn how to use TikTok. These TikTokers are making millions. <laughs> yeah. I'll ask about what's next. I'm going to try to get into the <laughs> TikTok game. Um, but yeah, Travel Ross, hit me up if you're looking for any style of training. Come see me. Um, who knows where he'll be? Who knows? Who All knows where you can find Dallas. me? Okay. Oh, and Mama, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> you got it this far go ahead and rate the podcast five stars um go follow us on instagram at the entry level pod and i think that's it yeah and we will see you guys next time